Folks, we did it. Not just me, we did it. We, we all, I'm going to collectivize this time and this time only. This podcast is about me and no one else usually, but, but for now I'm, I'm going to pluralize. We, we all, we, we've gotten there. The malls are back, not in full swing yet. They're only allowing people in at maybe, maybe 50% capacity. No, I, I might, I'm, I'm, I think I'm being generous, 25% capacity, something like that. Uh, but I, nevertheless, I went shopping for the first time in months, and I bought some new clothes, some uh, some new kicks, and I feel like a new man. I feel uh, I forgot to buy cologne. If I had bought cologne, if I had just remembered, I would be in full douche mode right now. I would be in. Uh, I would be uh, at, at uh, Mach ten of fuckboy speed. That's what I call it. But uh, I feel incomplete right now because I forgot to buy the cologne. I, have, I haven't owned a good cologne in quite a while. I used to shower myself in that shit. Uh, it would drive the chicks not crazy, but away. It had the opposite effect of uh, what I intended, but whatever. One spray is good enough. I've learned my lesson. That's just part of life. That's the whole point of things. You, you learn, you grow. It's maybe good not to suffocate the person you're, or, or not not as, uh, not suffocate, but as 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 it asphyxiation, whatever it is, like the person that you're uh, you're having drinks with. That sounded wrong. I'm talking about you you asphyxiate them with uh, with the cologne. It's not what I wanted to do. Drives people away. Anyways, I'm talking way too much about fucking cologne. Uh. Yeah, no, but I went shopping. I bought some new pants, some new, uh, some new gear, and uh, I I feel like a new man, despite the the cologne mix up. I feel like a new guy. Feel reinvigorated. Like I want to attack the world. No, I'm kidding. The malls right now are a hellscape. It's a fucking circus in there. Everybody and their mother is going shot, even though it's only 25 whatever percent capacity. It seems like everybody's in there. It, it, it does feel, it, it feels, vibrance the wrong word, but it feels wild. It feels like just people, everybody's just lined up outside of Marshall's. I don't even know what Marshall's sells. Shoes, is it a department store? Is it, did it, did it replace uh, the Bay is it an international thing? I know nothing about it. I haven't even, I, I should maybe take a peek because they could have some good stuff in there. And I, I do love a nice, a nice deal. But uh, no, everybody, you still have to line up outside of the mall. I, I, I never understand that. I never could, everybody has to line up before they enter the place. I, 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 I went Friday and then I went on Saturday because I, I had to make two trips, both trips. I forgot the cologne. But I line up, and uh, the the second day on the Saturday, because I got there a little bit earlier, there was uh, there had to have been a hundred people lined up before me. I was uh, it, and it went rather quick for a hundred people, but it was still frustrating because we're all just single file. It reminds me of one of those like UN processing camps that you see on TV. There's there's just a security guard. He'll have three people leave, and then he'll look and go, okay, now I have room for three people, and he'll hold up three fingers. And then some family in the back will go, we are three, take us, take us. 
They're hysterical. They're like holding up their baby like, we got to get this one to the gap. She's outgrown her PJs. And then a couple other uh, like skateboarders with AirPods in, probably high on Percocet. They raise their hands and like, yo, man, we got to go buy some fucking skinny jeans. And then the other guy's like, no, nah, skinny jeans are out. I'm into slim jeans. And then they just they start having a fucking fist fight in the middle of the lineup. So you're hindered even more. I mean, I'm all for for a good uh, a good shopping spree, but H and M's not going anywhere, guys. All right, the fucking Buzz Lightyear T-shirts are gonna be there when you get in. H and M's a weird place, and mind you, that actually <laughs> I shouldn't talk because I shop there. H&M should be renamed Fuckboy Groceries. Because that th- those are the only people shopping there. It's 25-year-olds who, who don't realize that Molly's no longer a thing. And then for some reason, like, like eight-year-olds who, who dress more mature than the fucking adults that are in there. But I, I went in there, I bought a couple dress shirts because I, I do want to look classy. I bought a couple of dress shirts and then I bought uh, some pants, like some khakis and some jeans. I bought two pair of pants and then some socks probably. I don't even know why I'm mentioning my socks. I just thought I'd throw them in there. And then I was on my way. And uh, I, I just, I wanted to go, for, I did want new clothes, but I also wanted to go out. I, I don't have many expenses. I'm not dating currently. I'm not, uh, like, I, I, I pay rent, but I, I, I'm by myself. My, my apartment's, I'm, I'm not going to get into that fucking detail, but I, I don't have too many expenses. I just, I kind of like the whole thing of just going, spending some time by myself, just looking in stores. So I did H&M, and then I went to Foot Locker just on a whim. And can I just say... Can, can Foot Locker go away? Why does Foot Locker need to have the monopoly over all the cool kinds of shoes? There's no other place that specializes that's that's world famous that sell, like maybe Payless Shoes, but Payless Shoes is gone. Payless Shoes was like this fucking, was like the place at the airport for the guy that was that was fleeing the country. He needed some quick shoes that were easy to slip on so he could evade the police. But Foot Locker is just a nightmare. You can't, but you can't, I can't, you have to take out a second mortgage just to buy a pair of Jordans. And I look at these Nikes. I, first of all, I have a pair of Nikes and I don't like them because I feel like they're made nefariously. But so are probably every other fucking pair of shoe. I look at this pair of Nike just on a whim. I just wanted to take a peek. I was curious as to how much they cost. 210 bucks for a fresh pair of Nikes. Where is that money going? Last I checked, they don't even pay the people who make the fucking shoes. Is it go- It's not going to the employees. Those people look miserable. Could you imagine coming to work dressed in pinstripes? You see the guy behind the counter. He literally just wants to die. He's like, if I was to smother somebody in here right now, I would go to jail and be wearing the same uniform I'm wearing right now. Don't do that. 
No, why is it so expensive? I guess it's the fabric and the material. It's obviously it's that, and whatever whatever else goes into making shoes. I don't know. Do they have to? Are they blessed beforehand? I, I'm not sure. But you go to you you foot footwear is footwear. Everybody just seems to have some. You see these guys on the street. They 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 just wrap fucking newspaper, seven layers of newspaper around their shoes. They last through the dead of winter. You see these people in the Amazon, these these photos of these people in the Amazon who've never made contact with other humans like these tribes that are in the jungle. The 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 their feet their they their feet don't even look uh they they don't even have five toes. Their feet just they look like a croissant. Those people survive. Why why can't we Anyways, I didn't go to foot. I did need a new pair of shoes. I left Foot Locker. I, 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 I was, I, I wanted to relive as a guy who's about to turn thirty. There's, there's a part of your brain where you go, okay, I, w- I know this isn't right. I know this is pathetic, but I, I kind of want to be back in that eighteen-year-old mindset where I can buy Jordans and baggy jeans, and plaid. Oh, the plaid. So that I was in that mindset when I was in HMV. Luckily, my judgment came in, and I was like, "No, I'm, I'm buying khakis, and I'm buying, I'm buying, uh, I'm buying mature fuckboy attire." But I, I had the same sort of that that quick little instinct kick in when I was in Foot Locker. I'm like, "I want, I want to be an 18 year old, just delinquent again." I just want to go up to the, the, the that that Jordan rack and just and smell the Jordan. I had a really nice fresh pair of Jordans when I was 18, 19 years old. My mom got them for me for Christmas. That was my big gift. It was these Jordans. And I wore them everywhere. I had them uh I think I wore them to a funeral. Nobody noticed because like Red and Shawshank Redemption says, "How often do you really look at a man's shoes?" Especially when there's a dead person in the room. No, but I, I left the Foot Locker, and I eventually just went down. It's like the further down the hall of the mall that you go, the shoes get cheaper. So I went all the way to the very end, where like the shoes are made of cardboard. I don't know. <laughs> and I bought those. 30 bucks. Great fits. Half an inch bigger than I wanted. I got I got a, I got decent sized feet. I got I got decent sized feet. And I have very good looking feet too. For a dude. No, the uh Yeah, the mall's nuts. The mall's nuts so right now. I don't know what I want to tell you, but I I'm glad that I have new attire that I can go out and look presentable. I can hopefully find uh I don't know, a new Mrs. DeWitt. Not that there was an original. I, I've never been married, but I've... i got to start thinking about this stuff now. Got to start thinking about it. But I'm, I'm just glad to have, uh, have a couple new outfits that I can throw on. Probably steal some cologne somewhere. And I'm, I'm set. I'm, I'm back in the game. I'm no longer dressing like I'm uh, in line at an Eminem concert. With all due respect to Eminem, Eminem's a wonderful artist. 
can probably tone it down now at 50. He's made a lot of good tracks. I think he he's popular enough where he could go away for four years and then come back like he was never gone. Chappelle did it. Those two guys are uncancelable. Their, their, their career's never going to die. Their career's never going to go away. But he's got to, you know, there, there comes a time when you got to put the pen down and just go see an actual psychiatrist. He's been saying the same thing for 20 years now. Yo, dog, yo, like music is my therapy, dog. That's what I do. I go into the booth. I scream about my mom. I go home. I have a snow cone. I lie into my bed. I lie in my bed. I wake up. I have a shower. I put on some cologne. The real nice kind. I do two sprays because who the fuck is going to say anything to me? What are they going to be like? Yo, M, you stink. Yo, you smell like gasoline, dog. And then I go into the studio and I bitch about my dad that I never had. Isn't that unrad? Everything, everything that he says in a conversation just in it, it, it rhymes just automatically. He's not even thinking. His just entire his entire his entire lexicon, everything. His speaking pattern in, in just a normal talking mode is just is is rhyming. Oh man. No, but he needs to go to see a psychiatrist. There, there's, I, I understand music is your therapy, Marshall, but you just maybe. Just just talk to Jordan Peterson. Jordan, he needs Jordan Peterson diagnosis. That would be a wonderful podcast. That would be Eminem and Jordan Peterson. Two controversial figures, different fields, but both equally problematic to some. That would be a wonderful, that would be a wonderful session. So tell me uh, a little bit about your background there. Um can I call you Marshall? Yeah, you can call me Marshall, dog. Okay, and you're. I I'd appreciate it if you called me Doctor Peterson. Yeah, all right, Doctor. You're a fancy doctor, like an M.D. Doctor, but your hair looks like my daughter. Was was? Are you making a song? Are you mocking me? Just go on. All right, so tell me a bit about where you come from, Marshall. Uh, I grew up, everybody thinks that I grew up in a trailer park, but I, I really didn't. I grew up uh, on like eight mile in a house with my mom who was like addicted to pills and shit. And she was like real fucked up. Oh, it seems like, uh, so you, you, you had a, you had a, 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 I would say, what, a, a an unpredictable upbringing with your, your mother. Yeah, she was a volatile uh, chick. Oh, so you know the word volatile. Oh, that's cool. I didn't think that that was in a, a, a rapper's vocabulary. Well, all I do is, like, read the dictionary and shit. Wait, what do you mean, like, a rapper's vocab? What, like, we don't know fancy words and shit? No, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not, no, not, just if you're like, most rappers are, are tough, they don't use the fancy words, because people might think that they're, they're like, girly. 
Ah, uh, I see. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's. <laughs> I did a whole sketch just there. Pe- people should be paying me for this. I'm kidding. By the way, if you've seen my ads on Instagram for my podcast where I'm like, oh, it's really funny and it's good and it's this and that, you know I'm full of shit, right? This is all a, a, a show. I'm partially doing a character. Whatever. Uh, so Bill Cosby's out of jail. <laughs> I know that's probably not the... Uh, the segue that you were looking for, but he's he's back, and it's it's fucked up, and a lot of people are are unhappy. Uh, the 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 miles you can go, the lengths you can go when you have that amount of money. It's it's some court technicality, some shit. I don't understand the law, I don't get it, but it's uh it's it's a fucked up situation, and people and I I've had people messaging me. I like I hope you're not making jokes about this. I hope you're not trivializing this. That's what a lot of people like to say, and uh, quite frankly, um I was I was disheartened by this when when people were saying this to me. I was really I was really surprised and and sickened in many ways. Do you do you honestly think that I would be joking about something so terrible about about Bill Cosby? Do you think that I would honestly be making light of such a horrible human being? Do you honestly No. Absolutely not. The answer is 9. Absolutely 100% not. I wouldn't be making jokes. I would never be saying things like his first NFT out of jail is going to be Jello ever. I would never say that. Who who thinks up such things? I would never say that he was released the same week as a heat wave, right when everybody had drinks out in the open. I would never say that. What kind of barbarian do you take me for? No, it's fucked up. I was never a fan of Bill Cosby ever. I never found him funny. I, it, older people did. Older people who had families, I suppose, did because he did a lot of family-oriented material. And I understand that he paved the way for black comics, and he was groundbreaking in his day, and it's got to be heartbreaking for people who did admire him, especially comics who admired Bill Cosby for everything that he did to hear the shit that he's accused of. But I just, I never resonated with that shit. And, and who, who would in my age? But uh, not a good, uh, not not a good situation. Uh, I really hope there's not a Fat Albert reboot in the works. I hear he wants to do comedy again. I I really have nothing on that. It just, you know, at least people will be facing him instead of having their backs turned. I guess. <sighs> That's all you want to be is in a dark room with Bill Cosby after all of this. Uh, 19 minutes. Yeah, anyways. Bill Cosby, not good. I don't know what people want me to say. My reaction's the same as everyone else. Do you think I'm celebrating the fucking release of Bill Cosby? What do you want? 
Everybody expects you to have a take on the guy and a different take than everybody else. And then when somebody does have a different take, now they're, now they're in trouble. And now you're, oh my God, you don't agree with everyone else. You must be, you're a fucking leper. Torch and pitchforks, get them. Uh, I guess, uh, what time am I? Yeah, I guess if I'm, uh, I'm not going to talk about a specific movie. I try every podcast around this point in the episode to talk about a film, like an individual film that I like, just to kind of squeeze some movie talk into uh, into each pod. And uh, I did Superbad recently, and a couple episodes ago, I did The Conjuring. I talked about Taxi Driver. I try to do a movie every time. And I, I watched the Rogan Tarantino podcast, which I thought was fascinating. They went Rogan just went through everything. They talked about his entire filmography in non-chronological order. So he talked about Kill Bill, and then he talked about Reservoir Dogs, and then he'd go back to go, go to Jackie Brown. And it was just it was just this hodgepodge of amazing film trivia and talk. And Tarantino was just his usual fucking spooky self. <laughs> the guy's fucking weird. I don't know how I feel about him as as a guy, but as a filmmaker, he's brilliant. I, I don't think that you can deny that he's a brilliant... Well, some people would probably... Spike Lee might deny that he's a brilliant filmmaker. But Spike, Spike Lee is entitled to that, okay? Tarantino's movies are an attack on the senses, and that's the way he likes them. The thing that I love about Tarantino, and this is just my take, and I know other people share... I, I'm going to go through Tarantino's... like I'm just going to talk about Tarantino the filmmaker and just maybe bring up some some films that he's done for for this episode. But the thing I love about Tarantino is it doesn't matter what your in, in today's day and age he's important. It, it every film that you watch of his and he has made lesser films. Death Proof was a lesser film and it was meant to be kind of a th- throwaway lesser film. It was a salute to the old midnight movie B movies from the 1970s, the movies that he came up on. But it, it wasn't as good a movie as a Pulp Fiction or a Kill Bill or a Django or place movie here. But whatever you're watching of his, you are watching a movie that is 100% wholly his own. Wholly his own. It's his own style. It's his own voice. It's his own writing. Everything is just, is just 100% Tarantino-esque. And that, that's what I find fascinating about him. And he doesn't give a shit. And he, Tarantino is a uniquely American personality. There's, no, there, there, there's few other places I can imagine where a Tarantino could be produced in that exact car, incarnation. He's a guy who makes his movies. He puts them out there for people the way he wants to do them, which is very rare in Hollywood, especially now. He does them the way he wants to do them. And if you don't like them, he says, fuck you, go watch the superhero movie. And you, you, you got to appreciate the originality of the guy. And people always say, well, he steals. And he, 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 he Kill Bill is just old kung fu movies. And it's just this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah. What, what's the saying? Great artists steal? Yeah. Scorsese does it. Everybody does it. Spielberg's done it. If you take a look at a Scorsese movie, you can see Kurosawa. All the directors borrow from each other and take from each other and probably plagiarize somewhere. I don't know. Not That's not right. But you get what I'm saying. And as, as an aspiring filmmaker, people like Tarantino, people like the Safdie brothers, people like the Coens who do this original, some of its adaptations, but who do this original shit, you gotta love it, especially in the era when it's nothing but 
reboots and remakes and sequels and Spider-Man and Star Wars and, and DC. It's just one after the other. Holy shit. The, the, the guy playing Spider-Man blinks one too many times in a movie and they recast him with another guy and start the fucking series all over again. You just can't get a Spider-Man movie or, or a series without them redoing it over and over. It's like OCD. No, but I love Tarantino, and I love his. I, I just love that personality, how he just doesn't give a shit. He was at the, the Cannes Film Festival promoting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> and this lady gets up and asks him a question. She goes, so Mr. Tarantino, I'd just like to know... Um, I watched the movie and I noticed Margot Robbie doesn't have a lot of lines. She doesn't have a lot of lines. Can you explain why she doesn't have as many lines as her male counterparts? And I, I'm not exactly doing that quote justice. She said something along those lines. And he looks at her without batting an eye and goes, uh, I just reject your hypothesis. And that's it. With Margot Robbie sitting right beside him. And it was it was just perfect. I remember watching that and laughing. I'm like, there's no every other director would have to have this drawn out statement. They'd be sitting there like a deer in the headlights, just praying for their agent to fucking parachute in from the roof and save them from the discomfort of having to possibly say something politically incorrect. They would be they they'd be sweating bullets. But not not Quentin. Wouldn't it be awful if he said something like really sexist, like right there, where his colors came out and he was just, uh, quite frankly, the reality is I just think that film is a male-dominated business and should remain such. And Margot's lucky that I gave her any lines of dialogue at all. Okay, she's lucky she wasn't just eye candy for the whole entire movie, because I had the right mind to just. Have her show her feet, stick her feet right into the camera, and that was it. But no, he doesn't do that. And I don't, I don't know where my Tarantino like uh, for for whatever reason I I I'm doing Tarantino, but I hear Ben Shapiro as well when I do it. Yeah, that that would be great, Ben Shapiro doing <laughs> doing as Quentin Tarantino, Ben Shapiro as Quentin Tarantino, at a Quentin Tarantino press conference and he's he's just elaborating on all his films he, he's 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 quentin shapiro yeah uh now you see uh i i'm of the belief okay and it, as is my constitutional right all right that women have three jobs okay it's either making babies okay uh cooking my food or uh chopping people up with a samurai sword those are the three things okay now they they may not be equal to each other okay they may you know the, the all three jobs are different but uh that's just my right okay and if you don't like it, it's in the Constitution. And I have a book on the Constitution for you to read. All right? And I will, I, I, I will mail it to your home or email you or whatever your, whatever your preference is. All right? And that's, that's the only preference that I, I respect of people. Okay? That, that's it. <laughs> oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. No, people, obviously that's a fucking joke, okay? I'm making fun of Ben Shapiro and Quentin Tarantino. I'm not, I have, 
People are probably going to get annoyed at that if they heard it. There's some people who would probably. Context doesn't matter to certain people. It's like, okay, you just say, it doesn't matter. If you if you said what you said, that's it. Too many people, too many people taking too many things seriously. Everybody's got to fucking wind down. Sometimes I do for, like, I don't smoke marijuana, but I, I, I think more people should probably be doing it. I'm good, but you fucking light one up for me. Uh, people, you know, people are way too uptight, and there's so many different reasons why. And I'm constantly thinking about why, and I, you know, part of me thinks it's just my generation and the helicopter parenting that happened, where parents just had to fucking step in on every problem and coddle their kids and validate them. And yes, you can dye your hair whatever color you want. It looks beautiful. And if anybody says otherwise, I'm coming over there. I'm giving them a stern talking to. I'm going to stick my finger in their face. And I'm going to tell them, I'm going to show them who's boss. It's just too much. It's too much. I I, I do think at the end of the day, it's so, social media is just exacerbating all of this. Whatever, whatever the issues are, whatever the underlying factors are for why this generation and uh, subsequent generations are kind of the way they are in terms of the coddling and, and just freaking out over everything. I honestly think social media just fucking, it, it makes every, it perpetuates everything. People got to let the social media go. People got to let it just like die. And if not that, you got to have fewer people on Facebook. Everybody has fucking, everybody has so many. I don't, I honestly don't believe that life is designed for us to have this many people in our lives. Too many people. I know people who aren't comics. They're not in show business. They don't do any. They, they have 5,000 Facebook friends. How? Why? Who are they? They go out to Subway to get a sandwich. They come home with five new names. They go to the, they're, they're pumping gas. They're making a fucking conversation. They're pumping gas. They have, they have, they have a new guy on, on Instagram that they're following. They said two words to them. Sometimes all it takes is for somebody to make eye contact with you. Next thing you know, they're, they're adding you on Facebook. I'm like, who are you, stalker? And I'm, I'm guilty as charged. I'm the same way. I had Facebook for a very long time. It's one of the reasons I had to leave. I was just, I was too invested in the lives of other people that I hadn't seen in 10 years. And, the, and, and even back when I knew them, I wasn't close to them. Holy shit, a guy that I sat next to in science class, I, I knew what he ate for dinner, I knew who he was married to, and I'm not even really a fucking creep. Could you imagine if I was, I was a full-on stalker? You could have information on somebody in five seconds. All you need to do is just look at a fucking page. You know their interests, their hobbies, whether the car they drive, all that garbage. You know even the negatives, too. No, there's too there's too many people in our lives, and we got to get rid of it. We got to get rid. We got to just take the. If if Facebook was a physical thing, you throw it out the window. You th you throw it out the window with your Windows computer. Just it all has to fucking go. But it's not going to. No, everybody's everybody's too addicted to it. Holy shit! I got off Facebook and I just I went to Instagram. 
And then I got I tried getting rid of my personal Instagram, and I went I I just got a new podcast Instagram like for my for my podcast to to, and, and, which was originally to promote the podcast, but now it's just me. I'm back on fucking Instagram. I use it as like my, my I guess my own personal account. No, it's too overwhelming. You you should just you got to do almost like a friend audit. You know, you got to do like a friend audit. You got to just take a, which sounds selfish. You you never want to, you never want to do it for the wrong reasons. You you don't want to just disown or disregard people because they're not doing things to benefit you. I'm talking about people. You got to let go of people that are holding you back. Toxic people that are fucking holding you back. You write out a list. You do an audit. You write out a list of all the people in your life. Okay, all of your friends, and you say, Hey. I rode in the car with that guy when he was likely intoxicated. I never asked him. I maybe should have. I always had the feeling I should probably let that guy go. I think it's I think it's a smart choice. <laughs> no, you should only have a few people in your life, especially as you get older. Like my parents, they have one friend each from when they grew up. Everybody else they see every couple of years or so, but they just have one friend that they talk to that they keep in touch with, and that's it. And my grandfather, he didn't even have that. He grew up in a time where, I don't know what it was, I think back in those days, once you turned 18, uh, you were legally obligated to either join the army or go underground and, and work in a cave for 20 years. And you weren't allowed to make friends. they give you a fucking number, and that's what your thing was. And then you'd after the 20 years was done, you'd be, what, 40? That's when you'd get married and have kids, and you'd, you'd have like eight of them. And those were your friends, I guess. No, actually, your friends your friends were not the people you went to high school with or not any of those. You, you never saw those guys again. Your friends back then were the other parents on your street, the guys who were in the same line of work as you, and you would see them every Saturday. You guys would sit on the porch have a stogie, drink some brandy, bitch about immigration, and that was your time. And that was it. And that like, we can't even fucking comprehend that now. Everybody just has to have, I don't think you can go anywhere without having at least 10 people at your side at all times. And you're all holding hands. God, like I, I'd hear my dad, we're just inundated with, with information on people constantly, all the time. Like I would hear my dad and my grandfather, they would reminisce, like growing up, I would just hear stories from them about all the mischief they'd get into when they were, when they were younger with kids in their neighborhood, whether they were drinking, whether they were doing, and it was just stupid shit. And it was just these little tiny anecdotes that were funny. And my dad would be like, yeah, we just we hopped onto a golf course one time at night when we weren't supposed to be there and we just smoked up and just did whatever. And that was it. And then whether it was my dad or my grandfather, the one common thing was they would always end their stories with with. I always wonder what happened to that guy. I always wonder where that guy ended up. That's what they would say. I always, they just gaze off. I always wonder what happened to that guy. And to us as younger people, that's kind of it, it seems sad, right? Like these are guys that are older and they're just looking back on people that they miss, right? Now, it 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 does seem kind of pathetic, kind of sad, but the I'm not going to lie at risk of sounding dramatic. There's part of me now that kind of wants that. It kind of envies I I kind of envy that. 
There's certain aspects of life where questions need to remain unanswered. You need a little bit of ambiguity, a little uncertainty in your life. It makes things more interesting. The best way to learn about people is through conversation. And I feel like a lot of that's been diminished by social media. All you need to do is just, hey, I wonder what kind of food she likes. Type, 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 type. Oh, she likes fajitas? Well, <laughs> I'm more of a burrito guy. There's no talking. There's no communication. I almost think we're going to evolve to not have vocal cords. Uh, we just know too much about people. That's my whole... That's... that's if, if I'm going to summarize the end of this episode, it's just we know too much about people and we got to let some people go. Keep the close friends, but the people that are hurting you, you got to say sayonara. Is that cultural appropriation? I don't know. Well, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking just asked that. Uh, no, you don't need to know everything about people. Everybody's, uh, hey, you, you don't need to know about a lot of the time people's mental health issues. You don't need to know about their family troubles. A lot of that stuff just needs to be kept to themselves, right? It's not everybody's business. You, If you want to open up, open up, but it's not everybody's business. I don't need to know about your knee surgery, all right? To you, that seems like something that everybody wants to know about. Oh my God, the knee surgery. But to me, that sounds like a you problem. Something's off. Podcast. Don't forget to uh, add me on, on the gram on the talk, on Twitter, just as long as it's not Facebook. I'm going to Marshalls now, people. Take it easy.